we're going to look at the second um, lockdown impact on property and we'll see um, you know, what that impact will be or what it's likely to be, okay? UK house price boom will collapse once buyers lose their job. Um, yeah, it will. You know, they presupposes that buyers are losing their jobs, okay? And I think one of the interesting things here is don't presuppose this because actually the unemployment rate is still not that high, okay? We still haven't seen it jump up massively because the government stimulus, okay? And this is one of the key things, and I wanna just move on to this as a bit more of a concept. So if we have a look here, what this is, this is the Federal Reserve, this is not the UK, okay? But the, the UK is the same sort of graph, okay? But I just want to show you because this is, this is the largest central bank has done this, all right? And I think the interesting thing, this is from 1960 to 2020 currently, okay? Now, if you have a look right across the side or that side, um, on that side of you for you guys, um, you'll see that it basically tracks, 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 and then it starts tracking again, and then it goes zoom, yeah? We have gone, you know, the Fed has gone from 4 trillion, yeah, to 5.5 trillion since coronavirus, yeah? That is 40% more cash. So if you imagine you had 100 bucks, all of a sudden you just got given an extra 40 bucks to go and spend and play with and do what you want. That's an incredible jump, you know? That's unprecedented, it's never happened before. But I actually think it's the right thing to do. And I think this is not just this, the, the US that are doing this, this is a lot of economies around the world are printing money and, and effectively increasing the money supply. Now that's the M1 graph. M1 is basically, um, it's cash, you know, cash in our wallets, cash in our things, as well as cash in our banks effectively, okay? Um, and you know, that's the sort of checking accounts and those sort of things. Look, bottom line with this is that, um, you know, this has jumped up dramatically, but I don't think this necessarily means we have to see massive inflation and massive things. I think this is what's required right now. If you look back into the Great Depression, they did the opposite thing, yeah? They actually raised interest rates to protect the gold standard. So even though the circumstances will change, and this is where a lot of people will say to you, oh, but you know, we're in for a Great Depression. I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is because in the Great Depression, what they did was they raised interest rates and that totally, everything just deflated. It burst the bubble massively and it ruined a decade, yeah? Now, what they've done is a total opposite. It looked the same going into it, yeah, both times, but actually what's happened is the response has been the total opposite. And what have we seen? Unemployment hasn't risen that much. You know, we've actually kept jobs, we've kept the economy, and sure, GDP dropped, but it bounced back up. And if we look at China, China's grown 5% this year which is lower than what they would have expected. They're probably seven to 10 they're aiming at, yeah? But it's still bloody good, okay? So, you know, coming back to, you know, jobs and things like that, if we can keep people in jobs, that's fantastic because what that means now is that if people lose their jobs and everyone loses their jobs, it takes about two years for the economy to get back, them back into jobs and get them productive again and earning. And that's what it's about, productivity. Okay, because that's where you see the results from their labor, all right? And that's a two-year process. Now, interestingly, is that if you keep them in the job, they're reproductive. As soon as you switch them back on, 
they're productive straight away, which means you can have this V-shape recovery, all right? Now, yes, it is costing a lot, and yes, that debt is going to be massive, yeah? We've gone in June, we went above the 100% of GDP to debt, so debt to GDP was above 100%. It's probably around 120 now, I don't know, because at the same time we've got GDP falling, we've got debt increasing. So it's a bit of a, you know, it's hard to look at the numbers now and go, this is what they are, and actually they haven't released the numbers fully yet. So. But the, the interesting thing here is, if you look at that debt, that massive jump up that we've seen just there, yeah, the reality with that is that the governments are borrowing this money at near zero. In other words, they've got a long term to pay it off and it's very low interest, so they can afford to borrow a lot more. You know, back, you know, if you look at back in, say, the 90s, where you had 17% interest, sorry, 90s, I should say the, uh, the 80s and 70s, you know, where you had 17%, 12%, you know, double-digit interest rates, if governments are borrowing at that, maybe a little bit less, okay, if you borrowed or increased your money supply by 40%, that was huge, and it would just wipe out everything. That's not happening, yeah? And interestingly, the whole economics of this is changing right now because what we're seeing is we're seeing things like this happen, but then the other side is, you know, low interest rates or near zero interest rates to be fair, and in fact, maybe even going negative, which means that they are gonna charge people to have the money in the bank, yeah, which is quite an interesting thing. It doesn't mean, now, don't, make for, don't think for an instance that that means we're gonna get negative interest rate on our mortgages and that. It's just not gonna happen, okay? So it's an interesting time right now. I don't think, and you know, I'm, maybe I'm an optimist, yeah? But I don't think things are as bad as they're being made out to be. There's a number of different things. You know, for instance, technology. Technology has really taken hold and it's really started to have a deflationary effect on prices, yeah, in across all industries. So that means that actually, even though normally we would say if you introduce so much money supply, you're gonna get the sting in the tail, which is inflation, with things like this, with things like cheap interest rates and things like inflate deflationary with the technology, you're starting to pull them back down. So yes, the debt will still be there. You know, and yes, we're still gonna get inflation potentially, but not huge, all right? So I think that's really important to, to understand.